0: Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com, and this is episode 243 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast to do about the art and things, with me co-host Little Dennis, and Little Dennis is with us today, because what we're going to do on this one is we're going to talk about a TV show 1899, it's going to be like a sort of a review type thing about the TV show 1899, so... Little Dennis is going to get us into this one right away because he's properly excited. <laughs> Kitty kisses as well. So what I'm going to do on this is I'm just going to talk about the characters, the story and I'm going to compare it to season one. I'm going to compare season one of 1899 to like season one of Dark because the reason for that is this TV show is made by the same people who made Dark so the premise of this 1899 is it's set in 1899 at the turn of the new century and the series follows a group of European migrants travelling from London on a steamship named Cerberus to start their new lives in New York City. So the first thing is the word Cerberus. Cerberus is actually the name of the three-headed dog that guards the gates of the underworld so that that i thought straight away i thought that was quite interesting and also there's another ship in there called prometheus which that made me think of the film the alien film prometheus where they like seeded the planet with life so what i thought was they've used they've used very interesting names for the names of the ships I haven't looked into what the name Prometheus means, but I wonder if that is also something to do with like mythology or something. It's quite interesting. But one of the best things about this show for me was some of the imagery, because what you you you're basically you're on a the whole show is set on a little, well not a little a big boat like the Titanic, but it's basically out at sea the whole time really, well. Not not all of it, but most of it. So you can they can do some beautiful things with that, like well basically they can play around with the water. But because this is one of those shows where it's manipulating things they can actually they do stuff like where they create like a tunnel in the water and stuff. So there's and I've always found water like when you play around with water it's beautiful so like some of the imagery is absolutely amazing so I'm going to try well I think there is going to be spoilers in this I was going to try and not do any spoilers but I think the problem is you can't really talk about things unless you sort of to talk about things you're going to spoil things this is probably one of those shows that's best to watch not really knowing anything that's what i would say but spoiler free i would if i had to compare it to dark because this show is made by the same people who made dark if i had to compare season 1 of this 1899 with season 1 of dark i would say at the moment dark is the season 1 of dark felt more complete and it felt more it felt more sort of mystical because the thing with 1899 was well dark was very subtle dark had a lot of mystery about it you was constantly wondering what was happening because that was dealing with time travel i actually did a podcast about the tv show dark about a month ago or something so i'll put a link in the description in the show notes dark was very subtle with how it sort of brought in the mystery whereas I found 1899 sometimes it was it was it's almost like they didn't know how to be it's almost like maybe they were trying too hard to be mind-bendy at times and instead of like building up to it they just they just threw it in your face so sometimes it didn't feel it felt a bit forced some of it felt a bit forced but what I will say is after the end of it after the end of the seasons I feel like 1899 has a lot more potential I feel like this this could well this could go anywhere which is brilliant whereas with Dark you always always felt like Dark was self-contained within the time loop whereas this is a lot more freer so I'll talk about some of it later. But like well, like I said, because they're playing around with water, this is very much like, sort of like, the ship is almost like, there's a moment where you feel like it's going to be like the Bermuda Triangle. And there's a scene in the show where there's a triangle in the water. And the ship actually goes inside of the, the triangle. <laughs> it's it's amazing. So like I said, there's some beautiful imagery in here. what I'm going to do is, I'm basically going to focus on the characters. Because I've always thought to myself, I always feel like characters are the main thing with TV shows. If you fall in love with the characters, I feel like that's more important than the story. And what I would say is, at the moment, well, the thing with Dark is, it took a long time for me to connect with the characters. Whereas in dark, I connected with the characters straight away. In eighteen ninety nine, it took me a long, almost I would say half half of the season. There's eight episodes, and I would say it was only about episode five or four, f- about episode five where I started to finally connect with the characters. So that's for me, that's a bit too long. This is why I feel like there's more potential in. 1899 because it feels like what happened is right for the first four or five episodes there was thousands of characters so many characters and it was constantly going all over the place so it's quite hard to get your bearings really and then there's a moment about episode five or something where the group gets well it becomes a group instead of it being a ship full of people it's it's more of like a group and at that moment you you start to get relationships getting formed and stuff. And that's when all of a sudden it just felt like it connected. So for me I felt like the first four or five episodes... I feel like they could have actually been one episode. That's, that's the sort of feeling I had. But I can also see why it did need those first four or five episodes... Because it also does this thing with, if you ever watched the TV show Lost, they introduced this thing where you had like flashbacks. So you'd you'd have the character on the island, and you would you would suddenly see their life when they were off the island, and it would put like context into what why they are the way they are now when they were on the island. Well, this is what happens here as well. You've got you've got like this constant mystery of. What, what are these characters up to and stuff? Why are these characters all on this ship? That's what you're constantly wondering. And then what happens is you get, you're get you getting like... Almost like flashbacks of their life before. And it fills in like the blanks. Which is brilliant. So there's going to be spoilery things now. The thing I love about... So this is a spoiler. The thing I love about... Because what happens is... So this is a spoiler. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. So what happens is, it ends up being like a virtual reality, basically. The ship is a virtual reality. Now, what's amazing about it is, these flashbacks, they don't just become... They're not just flashbacks of the past. They can actually go into their flashbacks. can, Can you imagine how amazing that is? They can basically go into their past and relive the past so that that's amazing and again this is like the things of you're thinking the amount of potential that's in here because if if they could start going backwards and this is a thing with dark they were time traveling physically but this one is more like a it's more like a mental time traveling thing this show is brilliant because it's all about the mind and there's some amazing quotes in here as well about the mind but well, I'm going to get into the characters, really. So the first thing is, it's made... Well, it says... So all of this information is off of off of wiki. It says, 1899 is a multilingual German epic period mystery science fiction TV series <laughs> created by G. Fryeski and Baron Bo Oda. And they're actually the two who created dark as well there's a man and a lady and it says what it says on wiki is the creators have ideas for two more seasons so that's quite exciting and the good thing about that is it makes me think that they've actually planned it all out ahead but I did think to myself this is quite weird last night I was listening to a podcast an art podcast and it actually said he was talking about how when you're being creative, you can either be sort of really like a plotter where you're like planning everything or you can be like a spont- spontaneous thing. And I feel like, I feel like this show, maybe the first half of it suffered from being too planned. It's almost like they knew what their destination was How do I explain that? With dark, it felt like they knew where the destination was, but they, the journey was like amazing as well. Whereas with dark, with eighteen ninety nine, it feels like they know what the destination is, and some of the journey is just it's only there to, to get you to there, if that makes sense. But the other thing here is, it says it's a multilingual TV show. That was one of the things that I found a little bit... Well, it's it's amazing. I've never seen anyone do this before. What happens is all the characters... Because this is a, it's a boat full of people from all different places. Like Spain, England, America, Japan. And what they do is they all talk in their own language. So you get like subtitles. And I've never seen someone do that before. Normally, in TV shows, Japanese people, they all speak English. So, it's, I like it and I don't like it. Because I the problem is, I've always found subtitles a little bit distracting. So, it would have been nice if it could have all been English. I don't know if that's an option on Netflix or not. But then I do like it as well, because it kind of made it a bit more... What well it made what it meant was you could have characters talking to each other and you know you knew that the other character couldn't understand what they were saying so it was kind of like it's almost like you you were in on what they were saying knowing that they couldn't they couldn't understand it so it, in a weird way you sort of it made you feel emotions about the the people as well because like they were confused not knowing what's going on. And then you could have somebody who could lie to them about what was said. So you now know that they lied about it. So it, does, it did add an extra layer of sort of complexity. But also, I suppose, cool, coolness. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through each of the main characters. I think there's about 22 characters here. That's what I'm saying. There's loads of characters. And I'm just going to just say the first thing that pops into my head about these characters. So the first one is, she's called Mora, and this is another thing. Because this is a German TV show, a lot of the characters have got really complicated names. So I'm probably going to mispronounce it a lot of them. But one of them is called, well, the main, one of the main characters, Emily Beecham, and she plays the character Mora Hetry. More Hetchery Franklin slash singleton a new, a neurologist a neurologist and one of the first female doctors in the UK travelling alone to America. First thing that pops into my head is I knew straight away that this was going to be cool because right at the very beginning she's on the boat, eighteen ninety nine, but I can't remember what she says, but she said something like this is nineteen this is eighteen ninety nine so she she went to, say, 19 and she corrected herself. So straight away I thought, she already knows that wherever she is isn't the real place. So the, straight away I thought, this is an interesting character. The main thing that pops into my head about this is... What pops into my head is, I think she is actually... Well, this is, again, spoilers... What I think's happened here is... I think she... Has actually created this virtual reality... I think what's happened is... Her son has died... Because... In her... In the... In the in her virtual reality... Because each of these characters have like... Personal realities they can go into... And in her one... Her, her son... Is actually... Well... Her son's little... House like safe haven is underneath a a gravestone so it makes me think her son has died and what I'm thinking is she's she can't basically because also there's another quote in it somebody says something about when somebody dies you die as well because you can't they're almost like saying it's worse for the person who hasn't died because they're left behind sort of thing and I think what's happened is she's been unable to Except that her son has died and instead of letting go and letting him go she's sort of trying to keep him alive by creating this virtual reality so i think what she's done is she's put herself into this virtual reality as a way of trying to keep hold of her son that's what i'm thinking that's the first thing but i do think that there's going to be quite a lot of um There's going to be a lot of interesting things about this character. But she's a brilliant character. I thought she was cool. Another character Aldrin Bernard as Daniel Solence. Daniel Solence, a mysterious man who boards the Cerberus. So, this is one of those characters where you sort of think he's evil or you think he's bad, but then you start thinking is he actually really bad? Is he actually good? So again, they're playing with that. This is what they've done brilliantly in Dark. They are these characters who, they were both positive and negative. And you were constantly sort of thinking, you were constantly sort of wondering who was good and who was bad. And this, this one here, that's the main thing that pops into my head is you, you thought he was bad, but maybe he's not. But I think again, I think they overplayed him being too bad, if you know what I mean again it was, there was I think the main thing for eighteen ninety nine is it lacked subtleness, it was a bit too forceful with its agendas, almost like it didn't trust that the audience would be intelligent enough to work these things out, which is one of the things I loved the most about dark was dark really. It felt to me like Dark didn't dumb itself down. It was just, it was what it was. And it had confidence that you would be alright with that. Whereas I wonder whether somebody said, we've got to make 1899 a little bit more understandable or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. But he's another cool character as well. Oh yeah, here he is. The next character, Ulrich Larsen, played by... Andres Piatskman And this is the ship's weather-beaten captain. So this is the guy from Dark. This is the the main like, time traveller. Mikhail from the TV show Dark. Now this is the reason I started watching 1899. Because I saw... After I watched Dark, I went online to read about the, what other people thought about it. And tried to sort of understand stuff. And there was a trailer for this guy. And I saw this guy in it and that's when I realised that this was made by the same people. Now what the funny thing is, as I was getting images and stuff for this podcast, somebody said something, which I'd, I didn't click on it, but there was a, on Google, there was a, one of the search things said, is 1899 linked to dark? In other words, somebody, well I didn't read it, but I'm guessing somebody's, asking the question, is it possible that the TV show 1899 somehow is going to be almost like a sort of a spin-off of Dark? That would be amazing. And then what would happen there is this guy, Uric, he would be basically Mikhail. I don't personally think they're going to do that. And I don't think I would like that either. I'm not sure about that. But what springs to mind about Ulrich i felt sorry for him really because this yeah he just he looked like um he just looked like he well there's a lot about him that we don't know about yet so he's basically an alcoholic he's always drinking and stuff but i feel like this is a sort of bloke who he'll have a really tough life but right at the end, he will like sacrifice himself for everyone else. That's what I'm thinking. I think he's going to have a tragic story. That's, that's what I'm thinking. But it will be like a beautiful tragic thing. Also, there's some sort of romance thing going on with him and M- Mura. But yet Mura is going out with Danielle. Because Danielle is the husband of Mura. So there's a there's a sort of like a love triangle there potentially. Oh, the next guy, he's called Angel. What's he called? Miguel Miguel Bernardes. That's the actor. So Angel is a wealthy Spaniard traveling with Ramiro. So basically it turns out that it is, they're basically they're gay these two. These two characters, for me, are two of the best. I love these characters. They're so different. Like, one's quite sort of super manly and the other one's almost a little bit feminine. <laughs> but the thing I love about it is this guy who's supermanly he's also got a vulnerable side about him. So the thing that strikes me here is, again, it's another one of those things where he seems like a bad guy. But when you understand his his backstory, you start sort of connecting with him a bit more. But I just think he's a cool character. He's got this sort of person, persona about him, like an aura. But he's, his boyfriend, Romero, played by Jose Pim, Pimento, so this guy, Romero, is a, f- a, f- a fake priest traveling with angel (laughs) there's some funniness here because this guy this is one of the guys who can't speak english so he doesn't understand what everyone else is saying so he relies on angel to sort of help him interpret things but romero isn't a priest what's happened is they're pretending they're escaping from something and romero is pretending to be a priest but by the end of the During the last few episodes, he ends up sort of like becoming a better priest than the actual priest. And that's what I'm saying. It's one of those things where you feel like he will actually end up becoming a priest. In other words, he didn't set out to be a priest, but he's born to be a priest. Now, I half imagine, I wonder whether in the the actual reality... I wonder if he he is actually a priest. And what's happened is, in the virtual reality, he's basically gravitated towards what he naturally is, which is a priest. But he's probably, I would say, maybe my favourite character. I really do like this one. He's got a cool look about him. Yeah, he's got a cool look about him, and I just, I like him. I would say he is my favourite character, I think. But like I said, you've got some amazing characters in here. Next one is a girl called Ling Yi. Played by Isabella (laughs) Wee. And it says, Ling Yi is a mysterious young woman from Hong Kong. Travelling with Yuk Ji. Which is her friend, Yuk Ji. Turns out that it's actually a mum. What strikes me about this character... What strikes me about this character... Is somebody's looking after her... Because... Well it turns out that they are... She's like... She basically... What happened is... She killed a prostitute... And so she's taken over... The prostitute... So she's now got to be a prostitute... But it turns out that she's a virgin... What's quite... There's something quite funny later on... One of the characters is called Virginia... Which is quite funny when you realize that she's a virgin this girl here Lingy, but i liked the i liked the bit when she went to sleep with that bloke so she was she had basically accepted that she was going to give a, she was going to become like they looked at it as like dirty being a prostitute but what happened was the universe looked after her because the bloke didn't want to sleep with her which i found that beautiful i really found that beautiful there's, I love that. That's the main thing about her. But I think, again, I can't wait to see where this character goes as well. So she's cool. And then her mum, Chi, played by Gabby Wong. It says, Chi, a middle-aged woman from Hong Kong travelling with Ling Ji. The main thing that strikes me is that moment where... Because what, what happened was there was this one moment where everyone started going off overboard and she went overboard now what happened was she appeared later on on the ship when she so she's dead but she's on the ship it reminded me very much of the tv show lost again where characters used to see people in the in the woods people used to see people in the forest on the island who were dead and it's like they were sort of they were almost like Tempting them out, because what was happening was the ship was in the middle of a storm, and Ling Yi ran out in the storm, because she saw her mum there. Almost like, it's almost as if her mum was. You could look at that as it was a mum trying to sort of. Well, not a mum. It was some sort of spirit or something. It could even be somebody in the base reality hacking the system, trying to get Ling, Ling Yi to go overboard or something but what happened was she had started falling in love with this bloke and the bloke went overboard instead so again it's another it's another one of those things where it feels like somebody's looking after her that's what it feels like to me i've got a, I've got a sense she's going to become one of the main the main main characters but this young g i haven't really got much to say about her really But I like the relationship between them. The next guy, Jerome, played by Yang Gael. And it says, Jerome, a French stowaway. Again, another cool looking character. But, well, I'm just going to have to say what I feel. I felt like, because what happened was, he's, they were basically mistreating him. And he's a black man. I believe he's the only black man on the boat. ...that I've seen, I think he is... ...and I just thought to myself again... Are, ...the first thing I thought was... ...are they going to really force down your neck... ...this thing about... um, ...like black men being slaves or something... ...and it felt... ...I was thinking, ah... Oh, ...is this another one of those... ...like, um... ...well, what is it... ...what do you call it... ...basically... Tr- ...trying to force a narrative... That doesn't need to be there. But fortunately he was a cool character. The thing that springs to mind is. I think there's a lot of mystery about him. And he's a. Even though like he's at the bottom of the ladder. And being mistreated. He still. Was probably one of the biggest. Characters with the biggest heart. Because he could quite easily have turned nasty. The way they treated him. But he's almost to some extent like the hero. The hero. And then the next one, Clements, played by Mathilde Oliver. Clements, a young woman from the Paris elite, accompanied by a new husband, Lucy, Lucy, Lucian. So these two are very posh. Now, the strange thing about this character here, Clements, she was in it a lot, but I don't really know nothing about her. So she's another sort of mysterious one. It's a, yeah she's from Paris so they speaking French and all we know, all I can remember really is that she got married to this bloke it was like an arranged marriage but I got the sense that it was an arranged marriage but she start, I got the feeling she started to actually fall in love with him that's what I was thinking but I don't really know nothing about her that's all I can say really Whereas our husband, he's, he's brilliant. He's probably one of the most complex characters in it. Because he the, he's the one that had the relationship with... Or, well, he had a, he spent a night with Ling Yi, even though he didn't sleep with her. So he was sort of... He thought he was cheating on his wife, but he wasn't. <laughs> Which is quite cool. But his backstory is so brilliant. Because he was actually... Who was it he was friends with? I think it was Jerome... Yeah, I think him and Jerome are linked. So this is another thing you started to realise that all these characters are sort of actually. They're not separate characters. They're they're all here for a reason. But the thing that springs to mind for him is I I just want to know what's going to happen to him. He's cool, he is. Ah, oh, here we are. Virginia Wilson, played by rosalind craig so she's a sociable wealthy british woman so she's one of these characters that you sort of well for me i thought i don't you know it felt like she was one of the evil ones (laughs) even she's wearing this dress with like shoulder pads with triangles like pointy so even her the way she's sort of dressed is quite angular like aggressive sort of thing what i found what I found him funny is she's called Virginia, and she is basically like a female pimp to the to the um, prostitutes, like Ling Yi. So I found it quite funny how she's her name is like Virgin. It's quite I don't know. There's something quite funny about that. <laughs> I don't know. They must have done that on purpose, I reckon. What do I think about this one? Again, I don't think we got a backstory of her. I'm not sure. It seems to me like there's a lot, a few characters, well, yeah, quite a lot of characters who we don't know their backstory yet. So you're sort of left wondering about them. So she'll probably be quite interesting to see what her backstory is like. The next guy, Olek, played by Marcella Musiel. He's a Polish stoker. On his way to New York. I like this guy. And he basically looked after. Ling Yi. Ye. Yeah and what I liked about him was. He was like at the bottom of the ladder. Again very much like. Jerome. It was like the people at the bottom of the ladder. When the times got really. Tough. They actually rose to the occasion. Whereas somebody like. Angel. Who's like really. He's got the, he's, he's got the appearance of being, confidence and elegance and stuff. When everything went to pot, he was the one like crying in a ball, crying. That's what I liked about it. It's sort of showing you how you can't judge a book by its cover with these characters. Yeah, but I liked him. Again, another one I want to see what's going to happen to him, in season two, next. Next character, called Tove, Tove is played by Kara Rosinger. Tove is a young pregnant Danish woman travelling to New York with her family. I felt for her as well. I don't think we ever found out about a baby. But I've got a feeling that baby's going to be quite important. Like, again, some sort of loophole thing. But I'd be interested in... Oh, we did, yeah, we did. Yeah, she got basically raped. And then, yeah, so that baby is from a rape. Yeah, that was quite interesting. Because that's what... um, Because her mum basically was talking about, like, the devil or something. So I did think to myself, is that baby going to be some sort of devil baby? Yeah, something like that. But I liked her, she was... She's again. She's got this thing about. She's quite vulnerable but strong. It's it's very in, interesting. These characters. Yeah, she. I liked her. She also. She connected with um, what was she called? The main. What are the main characters? Right at the beginning. Mora, because what happened was again. You had this thing where because. Tovey is at the lower because the ship was split into two posh people at the top and poor at the bottom and what was happening was some of the characters were interacting with with each the people that they shouldn't be and I like that because you sort of you realize that well again you can't judge books by their covers but I like this one I was convinced that Baby was gonna come out as some sort of demon or something, eh? Then you got our brother, Cresta Again, another interesting character. He's a young Danish man with a mysterious scar on his face. Yeah, and he th- he got that scar. When did he get that scar? Oh yeah, that same bloke that raped Tove. He basically um got shot in the face. So this family has got a very dark. What happened was there was this one moment with, which affected all of them, and it's quite interesting how they all sort of how they all reacted to that moment. Some of them lost it, and some of them got stronger with it. But basically, these two here are they want to get away from their mum. But the main thing I think about with this Chris, Cresta guy, I don't know, I just felt a bit sorry for him as well. Yeah, that's the main thing. I was surprised that he, he fell off the ship. Or like walked off the ship. I don't understand why... I don't understand why some people... Got brainwashed into walking off the ship. And some people stayed awake. Because I would have thought he would have stayed awake. So I'm, I'd be interested... Be interested why he done that. This is another thing as well. One of the things is... Whenever these people were travelling into their past, like experiencing their virtual realities, they would very often come back with their eyes, close up on their eyes, and it would say, wake up, which made me think of false awakenings and lucid dreams and stuff. Because I don't know if you've ever had a lucid dream or an out-of-body experience, but they can feel more real than real. So what happens there is you do start wondering if reality is actually real. Which is sort of what was happening here. These characters were starting to realise that they were actually... They were actually in some sort of, like, illusion. So the next character is called Iben. Played by Maria O'Walter. And she's a religious Dane travelling with her husband Anka and children... Who supposedly hears the voice of God she's one of these characters who is re- is religious but really aggressive with it to the point where she's taken a positive which is religion or like faith and God and stuff and it's actually become a negative because she's become forceful with it because like the way she towards the end she starts basically being so Nasty that it can't be the voice of God that's guiding her. That's what I'm thinking about that one. And then her husband Anchor, yeah, I love him. Played by Alexandra, William. Now this guy he's a religious Dane going to New York with his wife Iben and his son and son and daughters. So this is the other guy who towards the end he teams up with the real the fake priest Romero. And there's a point in it. The The bit I loved about this guy the most. Was when he actually. Opened up to Romero. And basically said. In a weird way he was saying. Even though he is a priest. He he isn't really. Because he doesn't fully believe it. And what I felt. What I thought like happened there was. It felt to me like. That's when Romero actually became a priest. So it's almost like. The guy who was a priest became a fake priest and the fake priest became the real priest. <laughs> so they, they ended up helping each other in a strange way. What I love about Anchor was he, he, he looked after his wife right towards, right to the end. There was a lot of love in him. I feel like this is a gentle bloke. I like him. Oh, then we got another guy called Sebastian played by Tino and he's the first mate on the Kerberos. I got the impression again. If you think, if you ever had a lucid dream, very often you get these characters in the dreams who are like self-aware characters, and I I sometimes wonder because the way some of them act, it's like they're sort of observing you, taking notes, and sort of manipulating the dream. So this is what this guy's like. Sebastian was aware of the, of it being a virtual reality. And so started messing about with things. So. Because he was actually. What's happened is. You've got multi layers of realities. And he had basically. He was basically working for the guy. In the reality above this one. So again I thought he was quite an interesting character. But it turns out that that. That reality was also a fake reality. (laughs) So, it's cool. Ah, this guy as well. There's a guy called Franz, Franz, played by Isaac Dendler. He's a captain's right hand man. He is. He's got such a cool look about him. Big, big. He looks like a UFC fighter. With a big bushy beard. What I liked about him was how aggressive he was. Because it was quite exciting. Yeah, the main thing for me with him is his appearance. I just think he's got a cool appearance about him. It was a bit disappointing, though, the way... Basically, that he overturns the captain at the end. But I like him. Oh, the next guy, Elliot, the boy, played by Finn Edwards. It says, Elliot, the boy, a mysterious mute boy found under unu- under unusual circumstances, who becomes more as ch- what's that charge on board the Cerberus basically he was a bit weird for ages, and I thought to myself, is he some sort of demon? what he was was i like, in a strange way, he's like some sort of loophole he's there basically he is there in my opinion he's there with. Mora's husband, what's he called? Daniel. I think they're there to try and wake Mora up. That's what I was thinking. What I liked about him was the way he was, he was very mysterious. But also these little beetles, he, he was playing around with these beetles. I don't really know what those beetles are. So again, there never lots of Even though you know now that he's her son and stuff... There's still a lot of unanswered questions about him. But I think he's actually dead. That's what I think. And I do wonder whether... When they create these virtual realities... If somebody's died... I wonder if when they create these virtual realities... They're almost like keeping... A dead... They're keeping like a spirit that should have moved on... To the spirit realm. They're like keeping it locked in a prison... So what's happened is, I feel like, by Maura not letting go of Elliot, she's basically imprisoning him in these fake realities. And I sort of wondered to myself, are all the other characters, like, are they only there to try and help Maura? Are they, like, maybe doctors that have come into the system to try and help Maura? It's going to be interesting what happens next season. Then you've got Maura's Moore's father Henry Singleton, played by Anton Lesser. He's a British investor and Moore's father. He's a cool one, he is. Again, he's got this look about him. He reminds me of the bloke from Ghostbusters. You know the bloke in Ghostbusters Two. The one that has the photos, like the um, the evil guy with the photo. He reminds me of him and there's some amazing scenes where he's like that. the scenes when he's injecting um, more and stuff that was brilliant yeah he's quite cool but uh, well what I'm thinking at the moment is she's basically created all of this to try and keep her in the fake reality so I wonder whether he's actually real or not I'm not sure yeah then we got Ada, Ada, Vida played by F- Vida Shulsklev, and that's Kessler's and tovi's younger sister. I the thing of the thing that springs to mind about her is I think we could have had we should have had more of her. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I just wanted more of her, because like she was basic. I feel like she died too soon. Cause I well I was a bit surprised she died because I thought she was going to be there forever. I thought she was going to be one of the main characters, but that's the that's the main thing. Is I've I just felt a bit like I want. I feel like they killed her too soon. Yeah. What well, the next one? Puppet Little Dennis. So there's a puppet found on the Prometheus called Little Dennis. Nah, not really. <laughs> oh, this is it. So the thing is, so this show is all about what's it called? Basically it's about being on a ship in a reality that isn't real. And what happens is the characters so there's another show on Netflix called The Eye Land. It's called The I like the letter I dash land. Now if you love if you like eighteen ninety nine I would say definitely watch this because it's a little little self-contained series a little mini-series I do feel like they could have made more of it but the good thing about this is at the moment I would say the island does what 1899 is doing a bit better but again I think 1899 has got way more potential to be even better that's what I'm thinking. What I liked about The Island was it's almost like a mix of Lost and 1899. If Lost and 1899 had a baby, like the TV show Lost, I think this is what would come out of it, The Island. So I definitely recommend watching that. So it is a little bit of a spoiler. What I, The thing I got from it was, in 1899, it's like what's happened is the characters are waking... The characters have woken up inside of the illusion. So they're like having lucid dreams. So what I feel like in 1899, the characters are in the middle of a lucid dream. They become lucid inside of the dream and are now waking themselves up. Whereas in the island, I feel like it's more like false awakenings. What happens is they don't realise they're in an illusion until they wake up out of the illusion... And then they suddenly realise that they, that they were in that they were in an illusion. So what's good about that is, is completely different emotions. In eighteen ninety nine, they're waking up knowing that they were in an illusion. But if you wake up not knowing that you were in an illusion, that brings up way different emotions like fear, confusion. Whereas in 1899, when they wake up, they sort of know, they understand what's happening. So it's just, it's a different, it's a different way of playing around with the same sort of thing, of having these fake realities. So that's that. Oh, and then, so what happens is, I'm wondering the next, I'm wondering if season two is going to be called 2099. Because right at the end, it's, what happens is right at the end, they wake up into the, base reality and they're on board of a spaceship in the year 2099 but my thinking is they are still inside of an illusion i think they are still inside of a virtual reality even in the year 2099 and i think what's going to happen in season two is that spaceship is going to go through the exact same things that happened on board the cerberus But it's going to be like deja vu. What will happen is. They'll start experiencing the same thing. On board the spaceship. And that's what's going to make them think. Hang on a minute. Are we still inside of another illusion? That's what I'm thinking. That's why I'm so excited about this. Because they could take this anywhere. And also the thought of it being based in space. Is going to be so cool. Yeah, and then the next one, season three, who knows where they could go with that one? They could go anywhere. So there's loads of potential in this. So I think that's it for this one. So little Dennis is going to get us out of it. Boing! <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. I feel like um my thoughts at the moment are that I tried to structure this. I feel like I've actually done what 1899 did. In that I structured, I structured this, this podcast too much and it got in the way of me just expressing myself. So, my feelings are like I said, I think 1899 has got way more potential than dark, but at the moment I like dark better. But I can't wait for season two, and I feel like they will, I feel like season two is going to be way more intimate right from the get go. Because you're not going to have to go through those five episodes of getting to know everyone. So that's it. So all that's left is this week's inspirational quote. And it goes to the character Yuji. The prostitute. Who is it? The prostitute's mum. Now I love this quote. What I said was, everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. And I think this quote is going to be very sort of important to remember next season in season two basically they're on board of a spaceship now if everything starts going wrong on that spaceship to me that says they're still inside of a fake reality or they're still inside of a virtual reality illusion thing so in other words what that says to me is at the end everything will be okay so you all, you almost already know what's going to happen at the end... ...is I think they will get themselves out of the system... ...and sort of be at peace. But to get there they've got to go through all of this confusion. Because another thing that's happening is... ...I do get the sense that they're all facing... ...I'm going to be interested to see if this is just one person's reality... ...or if somehow they're all in... ...they're all in this reality together because it could end up being that this ends up being like my little theory because I've got a theory that we're all inside of our own universe and everyone's got their own little universe but all of these universes are interacting with each other so it could be possible that this is actually what's she called Maura's this could be Maura's reality and all these other characters have got their own separate realities but they're sort of like Crossing over into Maura's reality. Or it could be that they're all in they're all inside of a a fake reality. Interacting together. That's that's it for this one. So this week's inspirational quote Everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. Yuki.